uh, take care of how we look. Our, our clothes have to be a certain way and, and our shoes have to be a certain way. Amen. And, and we have to have our hair styled a certain way. Amen. And uh, uh, some women have to have the, the right color nail polish on. Amen. Or whatever the case may be. I personally, I uh, uh, like to iron my clothes every morning before I put them on. Amen. And uh, I like to brush my hair or or if uh, sometimes I'll just put on a ball cap and and I'm out the house. Amen. But for the most part, I like to uh, uh, be um, able to uh, be around people. Amen. And not have to worry about uh, my appearance. Amen. Where my shirt is all wrinkled or I'm missing a few buttons. Amen. Or uh, I just look uh, raggedy or ragged. Amen. And uh, I try to get my hair cut. Amen. Uh, at least every two weeks. I try to. Sometimes I go a little longer. Amen. But right now, uh, during the summertime, my hair has a tendency to grow like grass. Amen. And so I have to have to uh, uh, we got to keep up the appearances. Can you say amen? Amen. We don't want to go out of the house. Amen. With bedhead and and just look in a certain way. Amen. That uh, it's not going to get good attention. Amen. Where people are going to laugh at us and people are going to say things and and they're going to poke fun at us. Amen. So appearance now is uh, with uh, uh, is very important. Amen. And and people spend a lot of money on their appearance. Amen. They they spend a lot of money on designer clothes and 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 designer bags and and uh, uh, some people spend a lot of money to get their hair done and and their nails done and all these things. And and there's nothing wrong with looking good, church. Amen. There's nothing lo- wrong with with having a, a presentable appearance. Amen. We always want to be a, a presentable and we want to smell good and we want to we want to look good. Amen. And uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. Uh, and I'm going to go so far as to say that not only are some people uh, worried or concerned about uh, their appearance, some people are also worried, especially that uh, how they're viewed. Amen. How they're viewed. Amen. And, and, uh, whether they are a, a moral person or an upright person or, uh, we want people to look at us and, and think of us and look at us like we're loyal and we're, we're faithful and, and, uh, uh, you know, we're hardworking. Amen. And, uh, uh, we look like we have everything together. Amen. And we want to give these appearances and we want to give these looks even sometimes when deep down we're not moral and deep down we're not upright people. Amen. We, we give off the appearance of, of being trustworthy and we, we give off the appearance of, of being hardworking and we give off the appearance of 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 uh, 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 having it all together. But deep down inside, a lot of times, uh, it could be a facade. It could just be an appearance that, that we cooked up. Amen. Uh, uh, that uh, a look that we have. Amen. To to get people to think that we are a certain way. And and, and we really aren't. Amen. Deep down inside, we're, we're really not loyal. And deep down inside, we're, we're really not faithful. And deep down inside, we, we really don't have it all together. But the outside looks good. The outside, I, 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 man, that guy has it together. And man, that sister, you know, I, every time I see her, you know, 
she looks really good and she's dressed really well and and she's put together on the outside. Amen. But you don't know what's going on on the inside of this individual. Amen. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up today uh, to you, church, and the reason why I say that that it's important, the reason why that I say it's important, amen, because the Bible warns us of just taking care of the outside. Now, again, don't get me wrong. We want to look good and we want to look presentable. But Jesus Christ warns against cleaning the outside without cleaning the inside. Can you say amen? Amen, because I can look really good on the outside. But there's something else going on on the inside that nobody knows about but God. And that's where God wants us to get to, to a place where it's not about your appearance, to a place where it's not about how you look, amen, because, you know, there are are some places where where, uh, you, you have to look a certain way in order to be, you have to be dressed a certain way in order to be, and God warns against that, that, hey, you're putting a whole lot of emphasis on how an individual must look, but you're not putting an emphasis on how an individual should act and behave. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight because it's a warning that comes straight from the Bible. Amen. And you and I can get really lost. Amen. And you and I can be really deceived when when we're looking into the crowd and and we see certain people and and we think that because that individual looks a certain way and that individual looks a certain way or this individual looks a certain way, then, oh, my God, they must have it. That brother right there must he must be real spiritual because look at how he looks. And that's not the case. Amen. Our outer appearance is not our spiritual meter. Can you say amen? It's not our spiritual me. The, the more, uh, better that I look or the, the, the more approving that I look to an individual doesn't make me any more or any less spiritual because of how I look. Can you say amen? And, and, and appearance is important, church. You know, let's continue on because God warns us. Amen. Uh, when, when we're, uh, uh, focusing more on, on, on the appearance than what's going on on the inside. The Bible says this in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses, uh, 37 through 41. We're talking about cleaning the inside. Cause we can do a really good job, amen, at, at cleaning up the outside. But God's more important on what's going on on the inside of the cup. Amen. And he shares this with the Pharisees uh, uh, of that time. He says, and as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. We already read this. So he went in and sat down to eat. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. He was surprised. Well, this guy didn't even wash his hands or his feet. Amen. Before he sat down at the table to eat. 
Then the Lord said to him, now you Pharisee, you make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have need. Amen. So he's he's blasting the Pharisees of that time. Amen. And he's he's letting them know that, hey, you know, you're 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 trying to look at the outward thing that I'm doing. Amen. But you're not focusing on the inward thing that you're doing. Amen. And the Pharisees were were often guilty of this type of behavior. Amen. They were guilty of it. And God had to constantly be uh, uh, correcting them. And God had to constantly be, be uh, 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 trying to get them to change the way they looked and the, the change the way that they were. They were judging people just by the way that they looked. They were judging them by the outer. Amen. And we all know the Pharisees. The Pharisees looked a certain way. They looked apart and they, they dressed a certain way and they, and they wanted everybody else to look like them. And if you didn't look like them, then you weren't as holy as them. You weren't as spiritual as them. And God came on the scene and just blew them out of the water. Amen. And they were always guilty of this. Look at what God tells them in Matthew 23. Verses 25 through 26. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He called them. He said, for you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees. He says, first clean the inside of the cup and dish so that the outside may be cleaned also. Amen. You know, they had the appearance. They had the appearance down. Amen. They looked good. They had it all together. They wore the right things and they... They walked it, the, everything, the right shoes, the right clothing. Their appearance was, was top notch according to them. And according to them, that's how everybody around them needed to look. And God came on the scene and said, man, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. He says, you're a bunch of hypocrites because your appearance is there, but look at how you're acting. Look at how you're talking. Look at how you're judging others because they don't look like you. And God said, we cannot get to a place to where the cup on the outside is clean, but it's dirty on the inside. Amen. You know, I wash this cup every service. And it would do me no good if I just ran water on the outside and dried it on the outside and did nothing to the inside. The inside would still be dirty. It would still have germs. 
And if somebody else used this cup, then I'm going to pick up those germs. But when I wash this cup, I don't just clean it on the outside. You know what I do? I usually start on the inside and I work my way out of the cup. And so it is with you and I. Where God is saying, look, man, you're paying too much attention on the outward appearance when you got to change what's on the inside. And when you begin to change what's on the inside, then it's going to start to reflect on the outside. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Let's read that one again because I think we missed two, two verses on it. In Matthew 23, verses 27 and 28, the Bible says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you like the whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautifully on the outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all unclean. Even so you are also outwardly, even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. That's a powerful portion of scripture right there. And that's a powerful uh, uh, um, response that God gives to the Pharisees at that time. And we're living in a time right now, church, where, where people are, are not getting to know an individual. We're living in a time where people are, are judging a book by its cover. Amen. You know, there was a time that my wife and I, uh, on a Saturday morning, we went out to breakfast. Amen. And I, I, I believe we had, no, it was just me and my wife. We, we went out to breakfast and, uh, um, and uh, we walked into a restaurant. And it, on that Saturday, I was wearing some shorts. Went to the restaurant and I was wearing some shorts. Amen. And, and I walked in and some people that knew us, amen, uh, were sitting at a table and they looked right at us. And they didn't say hello. They didn't say, hey, how you guys doing? Or, hey, good to see you guys. Hey, you know, this or that. They didn't even stand up. I saw them just look at me from head to toe, head to toe, head to toe, head to toe, stayed there for a little bit, and then looked up and turned away. And it was one of those moments where, where you see what's going on. It's one of those moments where you know you're being judged. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, but you know me. You know me as an individual. You know my character. You know what kind of guy I am. You, you know that, that, that I love you. You know that I'll do anything for you. You know that I'll be there when you need me. You, you know that I'll pray for you. You know that, that I'll, you know this. But because I didn't appear or look a certain way, I was judged. And it happens in the schoolyard with our children. It happens in work. It happens in the market. And unfortunately, it happens in the church. And so God was constantly constantly on the Pharisees about that kind of behavior. 
Amen. Appearing righteous, but full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Amen. And I know that the, uh, this isn't a, 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 a jumping and shouting mess, but this is important, church, because we should not be judging people by the way they look. Rather, let's judge them. Let the word of God judge them by the way that they act. Amen. And I thought to myself, wow, how sad. How sad that people have to go through that and be treated that way by people in the church. Amen. And so how do we clean the inside? How do we clean the inside that's going to start to reflect on the outside? Amen. How do we clean the inside so that it starts to reflect on the outside? That, hey, there's something different about that individual. They, they used to uh, dress a certain way and they used to wear certain things. Amen. And, and now they're not. And why is it? Well, it's because he's changing on the inside. And it's starting to show on the outside. Amen. So how do we change the inside? One, it's done through conversion. Everybody say conversion. Amen. It's done through conversion. We have to be converted. Amen. And how many of you know that conversion doesn't happen right away? It's a process. Amen. It happens through conversion. But the first thing that must happen is that you and I, an individual, for this to start to happen in their life, an individual must be born again. Because that which is of the flesh is of the flesh. And that which is of the spirit is of the spirit. So if you can get God inside of you, it'll start to reflect on the outside of you. Oh my God, that is powerful. Amen. But many a times we judge an individual first time judgment. Oh man, did you see that? Did you see her? Do you see him? Well, oh man. And so there has to be a true conversion. We have to be born again. Amen. This is all the process, church. This is not anything new for an individual, uh, for CRC membership or somebody who's a member at another church. Amen. Who's joining in tonight. We thank you. Amen. But, um, they, this is not new. This is not new. Jesus Christ came on the scene over 2,000 years ago and he took out his double barrel shotgun and he blasted the Pharisees for their behaviors and the Pharisees continue to live now. Even over 2,000 years later. And Jesus' words never changed. He says, remember, I'm the same yesterday, I'm the same today, and I'm the same forevermore. His word hasn't changed. So he's echoing the same words to those individuals today that like to judge a book by its cover. But we must be born again. In order for there to be an outward change, something on the inward has to happen first. And the first thing that has to happen, amen, is we need to be born again. 
In the book of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, the Bible says this. The Bible says there was a man who was a Pharisee, and his name was Nicodemus. He was one of those guys that looked real religious, that looked real spiritual. And the Bible says that he went to Jesus. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with you. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, Don't be surprised that I say to you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. Amen. We have to be born again in order for there to be a, a change on the inside to, to start. Amen. We, we must repent. We must be baptized. We must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. For an outward change. The Holy Ghost is what's going to change the outside of us. The Holy Ghost is going to be what gives us those personal convictions amen it's the holy ghost and so we have to be born again through conversion and we have to obey the gospel we have to obey the gospel amen because it's going to be the word of god that, that washes you. Church, it's not going to be my words that wash you. It's not going to be my words that clean you. It's going to be the Word of God. The Word of God is what washes. The Word of God is what cleanses. The Word of God is what transforms and restores and mends and heals and does all. It's the Word of God. You know, I can tell you to look a certain way and I can tell, I can tell you all kinds of stuff, but that's not going to change you on the inside. It's going to be God's word that changes you on the inside. Amen. And so we have to be very careful that we're being washed by God's word. Amen. You know, uh, let's read this scripture. I got a, a, a testimony regarding that. Amen. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26. And I'll prove it to you. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26. Amen. The Bible says that he, speaking of the Lord, might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. And so we see here that it is the Word of God that 
cleanses and changes and restores. You know, when I first came to the uh, to the apostolic church, uh, I, I, I came and and God started to do a work in my life. God started to move and God started to do certain things. Amen. And 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 uh, uh, I, I remember a particular family member. Amen. Uh, was talking to me and and said, man, you're I, I think you're being brainwashed. And I said, what? He said, yeah, I think you're being brainwashed. You know, you, you go to church on, on Tuesday night, you go to church on Friday night, and you go on Sunday, and, and then when there's activities, you're there, and when there's, uh, Bible studies, you're there, and when there's fundraisers, you're there, and, and when you're out of work, you're there, and you spend all your time there, and I, I think they're brainwashing you. And you know what I told him? I said, you know what? I think you're right. I am being brainwashed. And he looked at me and he was dazed and he was kind of like, what? Then why are you still going there? I said, because I need my brain to be washed. Because my brain is dirty from the things of the world. And so I need to go to a place that can wash my brain of all of the filth and the, and the dirt and the mud. Amen. And the only thing that did that for me was the word of God. It wasn't that I put on a nice suit and that I looked a certain way. It was the Word of God. It was the Holy Ghost that lives inside of me. Amen. That cleaned me. That, that changed the way that I spoke. That changed the way that I walked. That changed the way that I acted. That changed my behavior. It wasn't what I was wearing or how I looked on the outside. It was the Holy Ghost that was on the inside that transformed me. And that's why God is saying, if we can just get to a place where we help people wash the inside, then I'll take care of the rest and you'll start to see a change on the outside. Can you say amen? Amen. This is powerful stuff. Amen. Because I feel like we're, we, we sometimes we, we can get so caught up on, on those things, on those insignificant things where we, we miss the mark and, and we don't help an individual and an individual comes into our church and they're, they're broken and, and they're, they're, they're addicted and they're, and, and, and they, they've come from a certain life and they come from a certain way and they come in and right away they're, they're judged by the way that they look and they're judged by the way that they don't look amen and they end up leaving worse than the way that they came in because nobody expects to come to a church to be hurt amen if i want to get hurt then i'll stay in the world if I want to be judged, I'll stay in the world. If I want to be judged, if I want to be criticized by people, I'll stay in the world. People don't come into the house of God expecting to be judged by other people. They don't come into the house of God expecting to be criticized by other people, especially Christian people. And if we can just move past that, how many more people we would have in our church? Amen. And so it's the word of God. It's through conversion. Amen. Being born again by obeying the gospel. And two, it's through sanctification. Everybody say sanctification. 
Amen. Sanctification. Sanctification. Putting off the old man. And how do we put off the old man? Amen. Sanctification. Sanctification involves becoming holy. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus Christ said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay? Let me say that again. He said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. In other words, you be holy because I am holy. Amen. But what is holy? Amen. What is holy? The definition for holy means to be set apart. It means to be different. It means to be dedicated. Set apart for what? Set apart for the work of the Lord. Different for what? For the work of the Lord. Dedicated to what? To the work of the Lord. And so it's talking about being separate from this untoward generation. Had nothing to do with a person's appearance, but had everything to do with abstaining from sin. Because I can look real good and still go home and get drunk. Because I can still look good on the outside and still go home and pop some pills. I can still look good and go home and still slap my wife around. And that's not what he was saying. He says, I need you to set yourself apart from the filth of the world. I need you to set yourself apart from that bottle. I need you to set yourself apart from that medicine cabinet. I need you to set yourself apart from that prescription. I need you to set yourself apart from everything that dishonors me. And what dishonors God is sin. Amen. Amen. We got to keep on going. We got to keep on going. Amen. Because remember, Jesus Christ, the Bible says, was set apart to do the will of the Father. He never said, look as I look, but rather he said, look, he said, do as I do. Remember, we're supposed to put on the mind of Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ didn't say for us to look like him. If that was the case, we'd be wearing chanclas and we'd be wearing a long uh, 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 garment of his time and we'd have a beard on our face. Because that's how Jesus looked. Amen. And so he's not saying, hey, look like me. He's saying, act like me. He's not saying, look like me. He's saying, walk like me. He's not saying, look like me. He's saying, talk like me. Be like me. 
Respond like me. Behave like me. Amen. And so he wasn't concerned about the outer. He was concerned about the inner. He wanted people to address those things that defiled us. That's what he wanted. He wanted us to address those things that make us behave like Satan. He wanted us to address those things that defile a person. Amen. Let's go to the book of Math of Mark. Chapter 7, verses 20 through 23. Mark 7, verses 20 through 23. The Bible says this. These are Jesus' words. He says, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. It says all Jesus says all these things come from within and defile a man. Amen. And so it was more important for Jesus Christ to point out what's going on on the inside of an individual that needs to be changed. Because he could very easily, we could very easily go and change the outer perimeter or the outside, the exterior of an adulterer or the exterior of a, of a, of a liar or the exterior of, of all these things that it said. But it doesn't change the fact that he's still an adulterer. It doesn't change the fact that he's still a liar. It doesn't change the fact that he's still a thief. It doesn't change the fact because he looks a certain way. It doesn't. Amen. And so we have to put off the old man. Jesus wants us to, to be set apart, put off the old man. The old man is, 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 is a liar. The old man is a thief. The old man is a, is an old junkie. The old man is, is an old liar. The old man is an old thief. The old man is a, is an old abuser. And the old man is, is an old, uh, uh, this or the old man is, is that. And God says, Hey, that's what I want you to deal with. That's what I want you to kill. That's what I want to be taken out of your life. And I want you to replace it with new stuff. He didn't say, I want you to go over there so they can teach you how to dress or teach you how to look. No, go to the church so they can teach you how to behave. Go to the church so they can teach you how to act. Go to the church so that they can teach you to put on the mind of Christ. Amen. So that you can see like me, so that you can talk like me, and so that you can behave like me. Amen. None of it had to do with the appearance of man. Now, don't get me wrong, church. Don't get me wrong. 
the Bible does talk about modesty. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that on Sunday we want all the sisters to come in here, amen, with their, their tight pants and their tight skirts, amen, and, 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 and showing all their cleavage and, and all kinds of other stuff. You know that men are visual? Men are visual. And what you have going on is for your husband's eyes only. Amen. And the same thing with the brothers. We're not going to come into this place, amen, with our flip-flops and our, and our shorts and our, and our tank tops and everything. For those of you guys that have been born again, you, your convictions should already be at a certain level. But if a newcomer comes in, if somebody comes in off the street and that's all they got, then that's all God wants. Amen. And so we have to be very careful. Amen. We have to be very careful that we don't uh, uh, take modesty to an extreme. That we don't take modesty to a level of now uh, your appearance is your, your gauge, your spiritual gauge. And that the, the more modest you look, the more spiritual you are. That's not how it works. That's not what the Word of God says. The God, it's what's inside that defiles a man. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's continue to move forward. Amen. This is an ongoing process for Christians, putting off the old man. Let's go to the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 5 through 11. Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 11. Amen. The Bible says this. It says, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. And this is what he wants us to deal with. This is what's in the heart of man. This is what our members, our flesh, the members of our flesh want to go do. Amen. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Speaking of our former life. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. You're to put off anger. You're to put off wrath. You're to put off malice and blasphemy. You're to put off filthy language out of your mouth. You're not to lie to one another. He says, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who was renewed in knowledge, not in appearance, but who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Amen.
And so, instead, church, of focusing on the outside of the cup, Jesus Christ came on the scene and he said, I want us to get to a place where we're going to focus on the inside of the cup. We want to get to a place where we're going to help the individual put off the old man, put on the new man, and start producing the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. To put on the fruits of the Spirit instead of the works of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 23, the Bible says that the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I have told you in times past, that those who practice those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But he goes on to say this, that the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Amen. And as I come to a close, amen, tonight, I just want to I just want to ask this question. Are we clean on the outside if we are still dirty on the inside? You know, church, I know that there was a whole lot said here and but I feel it in my spirit, church. I feel it in my spirit with all of my heart. That God is watching us. He's watching how we're behaving towards people. He's watching how we're acting towards people. He's watching how we're judging people by the way that they look than the way that they act. And we have to get to a place 
where we're looking through the lens of Jesus Christ. And remember how we walked into the church one day. How we walked in broken. How we walked in lost. You know what, church? I came to the church. I came high on drugs. And God still received me. And when I was filled, three days later, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Things started to change automatically. You know, when the prophet Samuel went to go anoint David as king, He got to David's father's house and he said, I need you to line up all your sons. The Bible said that David's father brought all of his sons, lined them all up. prophet was getting ready to anoint the next king over Israel the Bible says that he started with the first one he started to work his way down and we're talking about guys that were physically fit and handsome looking guys and tall and with broad shoulders and and they looked like they would be able to run a kingdom. They looked like they would be able to run an army. They, they looked like they would be fit for the job. They had all the appearance of a king. But the prophet said, nope. Don't you have another boy somewhere? David's father says, yeah, but he's just a young lad. And we keep him outside. He, he's always out there all dirty and taking care of the sheep. And the prophet says, go bring him. Bring him here. And I can imagine the father scratching his head like, man, he don't look like no king. And I don't got time to clean him up. I don't got time to take him out behind the barn and wash him up and wash his face and put on some new clothes. So he brings him in before the prophet and the prophet, as soon as he saw him, he said, that's the one. He's going to be king over Israel. And I can imagine the other brothers and even the father, they're thinking to himself, I look more of a king than he does. I look more the part than he does. But you see, God wasn't looking 
at his outward. He was looking at his heart. He was looking at the inside of David. And although he knew that David was going to fail God time and time again, but he also knew the heart of David. He also knew that David was a man, going to be a man that although he was flawed, although he was going to do certain things, Jesus, the Lord knew that he was going to be a man after his own heart. That he was going to be a man that knew how to repent and knew how to say he was sorry and knew how to uh, cop to his faults and knew how to do certain things. And God says, that's the one right there. I'm not worried about what he's dressed in. I'm not worried about the dirt on his face. I'm not worried about that his hair is not. I'm not worried about none of that. I'm looking at his heart. And so if we can get to a place, church, where we can look at an individual's heart, then how they look I think that the church would be looked at a whole lot different than it does today. Let us pray. Father, we love you. We appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you for your word, Father God. Your word is truth. And the truth is what sets us free. Father, I want to be free. I want to be liberated by the washing of your word. Lord, and I pray that every individual, Lord, that is watching, Lord, that is at the sound of my voice, Father, that your spirit would transcend through these four walls into the living room, into the workplace, into wherever they're at, Father. And that you dwell in them And that you do a work in them. And I pray that that work that you do in them begin to reflect your love, your patience, your kindness on the outside. In Jesus' name, amen.